Previously on Talking Joe. There were so many red ninjas killed in this. Yeah, in pretty grisly ways. I counted. Okay. Uh, do you want to guess the count? It's time for Chief to guess the count. How many red ninjas have been killed? 28. I counted 35. My count okay. might have been off because there was a lot going on. But um... Talking Joe is on the air. And here are your hosts, Chief and Mark. Hey, hey, hey! It's me, the Chieftain Tank, joined by you. Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark. That's you normally, right. normally talk about yourself a bit longer. Yeah, oh, do it's I? me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Chieftain Tank and the Funky Bunch in the house. Episode 103, Talking Joe, coming at you live. Well, we're live. Uh, we're, you'll be getting this. Always live. Yeah, well, you'll be uh-huh. getting this uh, down the road. But um, how you been, sir? Yeah, good. Another week on the planet Earth. I've been That's making it. jingles this week. Man, this guy's a jingle machine. <laughs> yeah, so, loves it. Loves I'd it. see some of those. What's your, uh, out of interest, what are you making those in? What's your... Uh, uh, I've been using Audacity to make okay. those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a good little program, isn't it? It's good. It, it is, yeah. It's quite um, easy to use. Because um, GarageBand is meant to be good as well, but that's on the old uh, uh, Apple devices. I think, right, okay. So, uh, I do not have access no. to that on the no. PC. But, good yeah. stuff. I'm a simple man. That's it, good stuff. Uh, I, in fact, I might hit you up for some tips on um, some of the effects because I, I can't really find... Are you a reverb man? Do you like a lot of reverb? I, I put a bit of reverb on. It's easy to sort of overdo it and then it sort yeah. of becomes a bit muddy. I can't work out how to pump the bass, so I might have to um, get some tips on that yeah, from right. you. But um, okay. yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, what's been going on with the chief? So uh, downstairs ceiling finally got fixed. Woo! Plaster and basically, I said, um, you know, I'll go down and paint their ceiling for them. And they said, uh, no, it's all right, we'll do it. Um, and I was like, oh, fine, oh, I'll pay for the paint. And they was like, no, we got the paint spare. So you know, they were really cool about it. You know, considering they had half their ceiling ripped out. <laughs> Very understanding. For a few days, and then a big hole, and then you know plaster around creating havoc and shit everywhere in their kitchen so yeah they were very understanding so um i don't know you know if we end up moving uh, the solicitors on us onto us again this week about the leasehold and all that sort of stuff so if we do end up moving i don't know what if they'll be happy with the new people that move in but um i'm well, sure clearly they won't be as good will they i'm sure that they will flood a different room in the house <laughs> But yeah, um, other thing that has been going down, Chief got kicked out of a Facebook group. Oh, yeah. believe the hype. So this was, this is uh, um, a, I think, I forget what it's called. It's action figure trading community or trading, something like that. Anyway, one of these action figure groups I joined when I started my action figure purchasing a few months hold, hold ago. Hold on, Chief. It sounds like you're getting on a soapbox here. Oh yeah, let's play that jingle. Soapbox, soapbox. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Chief comes for you with his views and opinions? Let's just call them facts. Soapbox, soapbox, how will the world react? Good man, that's why I need you, the jingle manager, to uh, help me out. So, it's <laughs> the jingle um, VIP. Yeah, the jingle VIP. Um, listen, so. I'm the I- king of the jingles, B. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, they're going to write another one, aren't you? Um, but <laughs> it's planted the seed. He's writing notes already. But listen, yeah. I, yeah, I joined this group. Um, I joined a few groups to, you know, see what it was all about and maybe get some cheaper figures than eBay, etc. Trade secondhand, all that kind of stuff. And I had mentioned previously on this pod that I'd bought those three Street Fighter or two Street Fighter and one King of Fighters figures uh, on a Facebook. This Facebook group, fifty quid. It yeah, like a great deal. How much you loved the uh, loved the line because you had the M Bison. I'd got the M Bison in a Black Friday deal, yeah, from Kapow, and then this came up fifty quid, and I was like, wow. Um, and a few people passed on it in that in that thread. Then I was like, yeah, fifty quid done. So I bought them. They came, and I was like, these are really really cool. I really like these. What I want to do is I want to upgrade to the ones with full accessories because these only came with one head, one pair of fist hands and normally they come with like three or four heads three or four pairs of hands some effects and stuff like that and i was like wicked oh well i want this sagat again i want this gal again um not bothered about this um king of fighters terry bogard dude but i'll sell these and you know um get the get the original box ones so i thought i put them on ebay and you know i put them on for i think it put sagat on for 50 and the other two for 45 i thought you know might as well make a bit of profit if i can um the intention wasn't originally to, you know, sell them on, but when they came, I was like, "Ah, oh, these I do want to upgrade." So I'm not going to just sell them on undervalue them and underprice them. Might as well sell them for what they're worth. 
yeah, and sure. then um, someone tagged me or replied to the sales post in this Facebook group and said, is this you, Chiefy Two Shoes, on um, eBay selling these figures? And one guy said, oh, this is a piss take. Oh, fucking hell, something like this. And these guys had the right hump. And I said, look, it wasn't my intention. Um, I had even messaged the seller on the day I purchased them privately and said, look, I'm probably going to get rid of this Terry Bogard dude because I'm not really into that. And he's like, yeah, fine. He's like, do whatever you want with them. And he even said, I see you getting flack on the message boards. He goes, as far as I'm concerned, once you've put, once I've sold them, you do what you want with them. I don't care. Um, but that didn't reflect the consensus of the group. And then, um, yeah, this guy, uh, admin, Max, uh, Sammy Maxwell, henceforth known as Sammy Maximum Chump, um, <laughs> sounds like a like a 90s Marvel event, doesn't it? Maximum Chump. So anyway, Maximum <laughs> Chump um, banned me, blocked me from the boards. I saw a notification come in and went to look at it and I couldn't access his notification. I was like, why can't I do that? And then I realised... I didn't have access to the group. I'd been booted. So um, someone, uh, I got a mole on the inside who remained nameless, um, sent me a picture of the the post that the Maximum Chump had put up saying, oh, I've banned this guy. He's scalping. Uh, he's put these bought these three figures for 50 quid, put them up for 50 quid each on eBay. Uh, this is, We don't tolerate this. And then loads of people chimed in, um, you know, throwing lots of shade my way, etc., and what Maximum Chump failed to do was he failed to give me a chance to reply because he'd clearly blocked me and hadn't private messaged me beforehand or anything saying, look, this is out of order, man. I'm going to have to block you. Fine, you know, whatever. But he just did it and then I had no chance to reply. And then um, clearly he hadn't seen my original post um, on the sales post where I said, you know, uh, the intention was never to flip these on, but it turned out that that was you know, the route I took, and I didn't resell them on the Facebook group. I only put them for sale on eBay. And the second thing is, just want to talk about scalping for a quick second. I'm not, I don't get my knickers in a bunch necessarily about scalping. It's, I don't think it's necessarily great, but I don't particularly care. I'm not going to pay over the odds prices, so it doesn't really matter. Um, And scalping to me is when someone like goes and buys 20 Cobra Island Troopers at retail Mm -hmm. and then puts them for sale elsewhere at like three four five times the price yeah so that's to me scalping i bought these figures which were horrendously underpriced when i bought them and then i put them on ebay they go for like 70 80 90 quid new and i put them up for like 45 50 quid on ebay used with no accessories so i'm not overpricing those figures for sale i'm probably i'm putting them at a reasonable price um it just so happens that the price i bought them at was way way too low if i'd have bought them for 50 quid each on the e on the facebook site and then sold them at 50 quid each on ebay would he still have a problem no yeah so i don't honestly see where he's coming from his main beef seems to be you took these away from the collectors who could have got them at a great price well there was about four or five people who passed on them before i came along and and bought them so don't blame don't blame me blame those other idiots and all these cronies because it's this is a microcosm of the problem of social media uh you know which is more widespread across obviously twitter and instagram etc this herd mentality of one idiot uh and then all his little minions who just latch onto it these keyboard warriors um who who just um yeah uh you know no no don't, don't have all the facts to hand but just are willing to you know uh lambast yeah. people but pile on. It, pile on that's it exactly you know um is it is it is, it, is this okay here's another one here's another one okay. you might call me a scalper for this one as well so i bought in a black friday sale a black series imperial probe droid forbidden planet 10 okay. quid i was like wow this retails at 27 i'll have that for 10 quid it arrived and I was looking at it in a box, and I was like, no, this was just a, a rash Black Friday purchase that I don't really need. So I put it up for sale on a Facebook group for 19 quid, and it sold. So I've sold right. that for six quid, seven quid under retail, and is that scalping? I don't think so. I mean, it's st- it, that, that's hardly ludicrous money. It's one item. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was probably bought with you know good intentions yeah i bought it um, because i was like and, black friday let's get them let's get them and yeah, then it not, came and i was not, like i don't need it 
you're not sort of doing doing anyone over with that. No. You're selling you're selling it I'm at selling a fair it, price. I'm selling to it someone new. That wants it. I'm selling it new, cheaper than you can buy it anywhere else. So what you know, I don't know. And it's not like I you know those like I say those Cobra Troopers who go get sold for way over retail price or all these yeah. other figures. You're hardly but, gonna retire on uh, your six quid profit no exactly exactly and some people say well you should have just sold it on for 10 quid well i could have done if i wanted to but why am i going to do that when i can make an extra nine quid uh which you know helps out in the long run you know i've got you know mouths to feed and stuff to do and i'm not trying i'm not trying to rip people off and if you don't want to buy it here's the key point if you don't want to pay that money don't buy it i mean if you're selling it for under market price you know much less than people are prepared to buy then you're essentially doing you know charity to a stranger you don't know that (laughs) (laughs) you know fair enough if you want to you know if you want to sort of donate your money to us to a stranger via uh, subsidizing action figure prices do that if you like but i do want to i do want to give a quick shout out actually to there was a few people on there that did defend the chief uh and you know said look he can do do what he wants with them once he's bought them what what does it matter so those the 20 percent of people that uh did come to my defense uh thumbs up from the chief dog thank you very much but um i will no longer i'm obviously no longer in that group um and what well look here's the crux of the matter here's the crux of the the thing i've I've boiled it down and I've, i've worked it out um if you look at sammy maximum chumps posts you'll see that english is clearly not his first language um his spelling his grammar his punctuation is really not there so he clearly didn't really go through the education system that well uh, i advise you mr maximum chump to maybe seek out some night night courses some evening classes to maybe get your english up to spec uh, um, i think he might be scottish actually um, but still you know you, you need to work on that and also also there's uh, a lot of rage issues there and i think there's a um like a seniority complex and uh, maybe some keyboard warriorism and I do have a friend who is a therapist, so Sammy Maximum Chump, hit me up. I can uh, hook you up with my therapist friend, and they can maybe iron out some of your some of your issues, your problems got going on. So uh, get in touch. I mean, I think it. Is, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Thanks for that. Well considered some summary out there. The, the views <laughs> the views of Chief do not reflect the views of Talking Joe or Funky Bunch in any way. So just just want to uh, point that out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the thing about you know some of these Facebook groups is they do get sort of you know very insular and very oh, it's you know, so toxic. Up, Someone warned me they're yeah. sort of the rules of that particular group and and there might be two almost identical groups one you know one behaves in a similar way and one you know behaves one way and one you know that is very much frowned upon you know particular way of be- behaving and you know the the logo and the name of the group and the uh, and the members of the group probably are almost entirely similar <laughs> <laughs> um, so it can be a you know a little bit sort of just walking on eggshells around the way that things are done in in those uh those groups and and they can get uh, very worked up about uh about the smallest of yeah things. a friend of the show won't name him but he's he, he messaged me saying um uh, the action figure community is the biggest bunch of bedwetters i've ever known so <laughs> um there you go look and someone else said look why are these people getting bent out of shape about a child's toy i mean there you go uh, listen, the worst, uh, the worst of it is when they pretend that they were trying to buy it for their child. <laughs> oh, you got it for so cheap, and I, I you know, we, we Jimmy's gonna miss out on his uh, Christmas present. Yeah, yeah, you know, good one, good one. Um, really listen, action figure of a game that he's never played and characters he's never heard of. Yeah, I'm jumping off the soapbox. Uh, Let's cleanse the palate a little bit, uh, and before we before we get onto anything else, and what better way to cleanse it than with some mince pies? Mince pies. This feeling that will tantalize I look at it, I fantasize I'm eating tonight Now I've got you in my insides 
Just one more bite, is this really wise? Cool mince pies I feel like I've grown to twice my size Whoa, new jingle! Um, good stuff. Have you been eating mince pies this week? I have. I got my first mince pies of the year, Chiefy. And I got some... Well, late test- to the party, funky bunch. Yeah, yeah, late. Uh, it's because I've not been in the office. That's where I normally get my mince pie intake from. Or, you know, right. People bringing in a, a crate full of mince pies of various sorts. Uh, I went for Tesco's finest mini mince pies with cognac, brandy and port. They've got... Uh, they're, in, they're sort of got a snowflake... Uh, kind of pattern on the top of them yep. so uh, you know very good marks there for for look and a sort of a dusting of kind of you know icing sugar or sugar or, you know so so looking quite attractive very small they are mini so only really you know one or two bites there you know if, well two two bites if you're not yeah. if you're not being too crazy yeah, you better um, have four you better have four of them then uh, yeah so that's the thing is that you do have to have four um, but yeah, very good okay. recommendation. Two thumbs up from for me. For, okay, now for I'll those. get your scores later. But I am personally marking my pies on look, pastry, volume, taste, and Christmas cheer. Yeah, so. I'm going to lose on volume because they're small. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Well, you can do it proportional to the size of the overall pie. I see. But I don't want to tell you how to do yeah, your business. This, um, this involves some equations, I think. Okay, All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Palette cleansed. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to talk about some more toys. Action figures We all love them We all love them Action figures Oh yeah They bring us joy in our daily life Bring us joy Action figures Yeah Evoking memories from our childhood Childhood but now we're grown and we just can't stop, just can't stop Buying plastic till our wallets pop, 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 pop When will it end? Who can say? Who can say? Cause action figures are part of our DNA DNA, DNA Some people say maybe we've gone a little wacko But action figures bring us joy like a rainbow they are so hot like a splash of Tabasco Now it's time for Action Figure Fiasco Now it's time for Action Figure Fiasco Right, so we have got Thomas coming in hot here with another take on one of his personal favourites. Take it away, Thomas. Easy does it, easy does it. Okay, so we're back, Thomas. You've got more toys you want to talk about, that right? Who we got? Last time I was a bit crazy with three. Just kidding, we're doing it again. So who, who are we who are we going to be talking about? Can you give me some clues? Uh, for one, I bought a friend. Militarily speaking, it is only fair to say that Cobra Commander is a world-class buffoon. So we're talking about Destro, that right? Um, yeah. You've got three figures for me to look at. You've got Destro version one, the uh, original gangster, Ding. silver-faced. We've also got an updated 2008 Destro uh, version 19A on Yo-Jo. He's got a gold mask. And a red cape, so he's the updated 25th anniversary style and version. And a bigger version uh, of, the of the first one. And we've got the uh, the classified Destro silver mask. And if you don't know what he looks like, and you don't want to look it up, he's basically a bigger version of the first one. <laughs> That's right. He's uh, very much inspired by the original Destro. Cause, uh, but he's much more bendy and more detailed. He's and, got a lot uh, of detail. a, bit, a bit better. So what do you think of Destro as a character generally? He's a big gangster. <laughs> a big gangster? Well, I'm not a gangster. He's a guy that sells guns. He is, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. Let's uh, talk about version one. So this one came out uh, something like 1983. Yeah. I, w- I had this figure all the way back when I was a little boy, younger than, younger than you. It's a cool design, huh? He's, He's got, got rocket a... launchers on his, <laughs> on his wrists. 
And he's um, got a red medallion. Medallion? Medallion man. He has a holster that you can put no weapons in. Perfect! Yeah, so all of the, the original versions of the toys, all, all of these mouldings, they were just stuck on the figure so you couldn't actually interact with them. Unlike this other Destro that you've got from 2008, he has got a scabbard with uh, his sword and um, also a holster uh, 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 on his uh, on his leg as well that he has a little pistol that's going to. Why does it, why does he have spikes on his shoulder pad? Mm, I guess because it looks cool. Mm. So let's go on to the big boy. <laughs> okay, we've now got the GI Joe classified. <laughs> Yeah, so he's got a cool Wait. little golden pistol thing that you're posing. What else do you want to say? About he must be fifth, the one with the golden gun. Well, first the worst, second the best, third the one with the fairy, hairy chest, fourth the something. And fifth the one with the golden gun. Okay. Because he has a golden gun. He does. Now I think it's time we rated them. Which one do you think is the best? Me? Oh, well, it's not about me. It's about you, Thomas. What do you think? Nice figures, aren't they? Maybe the classified? So what's yours? Mm, no, it's a tricky one. I think classified one might be the objectively the nicest figure, but I'd probably have to go for the version one because that's the one that I had when I was a boy. Okay, true. So we're done with Destro? Yep, adios. Maybe next time I'll come back with a ninja. Bye! Good stuff, as always, from the big man there. Has he got more lined up for next week? <laughs> we've not, we've not got one lined up yet, so uh, he'll have to have yeah. a, you know, have a think. I said, get him in the sweatshop. Um, yeah, he's, <laughs> you know, his new ones are all being, uh, you know, they're being sort of circling the uh, airport, waiting for the big man, aka Santa, Claus. Yep. Santa Claus, to to come and drop them down our chimney. Yep, so yep. so yeah, post Christmas okay. there'll be a you know a plethora of choices, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Good stuff, uh, good stuff. After um, know there's the demand there for Thomas. Yep. You know, chain him to this recording desk. Yeah, um, the chief has. I'm dipping into Marvel Legends today, and this is a, another uh, Black Friday deal I got. It is a deluxe uh, war machine uh, picked up for twenty quid and. The standard kind of silver and black. It's got kind of nice, nice chromey look to it. Not, I mean, it looks a little bit plasticky. The silver. It's not some of the best chrome look or silver, you know, metal look I've seen. Uh-huh. But it still looks good. It looks good against the matte black. Uh, is a nice touch. I've always liked that War Machine face mask. It's oh, kind yeah, of a yeah. simple design, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of. How, how would you describe it? Sort of like kind of almost like sort of teeth sort of yeah, coming down. Yeah, and of course War Machine co-created by uh, a friend of the show and Action Force artist. And we've even, Talking Joe, had him on as a guest. We interviewed him, Kev Hopgood, like you say, yeah. legend. Uh, but this figure, it comes with quite a few accessories. I've got the shoulder Gatling gun cannon, the shoulder rocket launcher. Then it comes with all these effect blast pieces, which you can add to the weapons. Um, then it comes with a couple of blast... Um, things that you can put onto his boots to look like he's, you know, jetpacking off the ground. Articulation a bit limited by these kind of shoulder guards, although the shoulder guards do move with the upper arm, which is nice. Uh Uh, Fists look a little bit undersized, but that may just be me. Uh, (laughs) Knees look good. Boasting about the size of your fist there. Ab crunch looks good. Uh, On a lot of figures, it looks a bit funky but mm-hmm. because he's in a suit of armor when you yeah. do the ab crunch lean forward and back it doesn't look weird it look actually looks good um so he's, he's got a human head that you can oh yeah he comes well, with a roadie so. head my one's got a bit of a dicky right eye um <laughs> so i might have to get the paints out and try and fix his eye but Ooh, tricky but yeah overall um pretty pleased with this figure for, for yeah. 20 quid that i got him for uh, I don't know if I would have paid 28. I don't know if eight quid for all the accessories is worth it. But overall, you know, get a good flight stand for this guy, yeah. and you could, you're going to be able to get some good poses. It looks it looks good. You you're showing me uh, over what what's happened, and those blasts you can attach to his boots. Yeah, all of those sort of those fire effects coming off his his weapons. Yeah, and the and the, the the shoulder guns, the way that they can uh, sort of. They can uh, flip get, back. Yeah, flip yeah. back. Be pulled pulled back. That's just uh, yeah, a really nice touch. Uh, a yeah, lot of, so, yeah, a lot of playability. And if you see there. that guy floating around for the twenty quid mark, definitely pick him up. 
cool. because he, he's definitely worth it. You know, he's probably even worth it. Well, I say not worth the extra seven quid or eight quid, but I think maybe I've changed my mind already. <laughs> so look, look out for see- that guy. Did you see um, in in the uh, in the crazy fanboy announcements that they had coming out from uh, Disney today? One, uh, not today, uh, on the, their investment call, uh, which for us was uh, I think Thursday night, just gone, and and yeah, they had they, one of the things they announced was Armor Wars, I think it was called, uh, featuring right. War Machine on uh, coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, that was the old who's I think that was MD Bright former G.I. Joe artist uh, ah. was writing that and I'm trying to think who the uh, who was drawing that I'm trying to think who the writer was on that Can't, I have read it I have read it it might have been was it John Byrne maybe he did Arm okay. Wars too. Yeah. don't know but um, have read it it's okay um, it is just Iron Man uh, his tech has gone to a lot of his uh, rogues gallery and he's just fighting his rogues gallery one by one so the story is a bit meh but um, I'm sure they'll turn it into something good. Well, for, yeah, exactly. They they often just you know take the Adapt. characters or the title yeah. as a kind of a jumping off point and aren't necessarily hugely faithful. Like I think they've got uh, Secret Invasion right. with uh, Nick Furry there um, in 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 that, and I don't imagine they're gonna the skew too close to the uh, no comic books for for that. But you know, we'll just take inspiration from it. Did you? Was there anything else from that from that those announcements that stuck out for you that was was the one that really uh, buzzed your berries no didn't really look at any of those announcements to be honest um ah. just heard a couple of things that um uh, you mentioned to me there but um no nah, i don't get caught up in any any pre-anticipation hype ever <laughs> okay no, not just me not, then <laughs> yeah, just uh no yeah you know i'm not to say that when stuff comes out i'm not excited but it's my pre-release anticipation is almost non-existent for anything okay Fair enough. Yeah, but there was like ten Star Wars projects or something on their list. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oversaturation. Delight. Yeah. <laughs> if, you know, if they keep up keep up the pr- production values, then uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to com- complain. Yeah, good uh, stuff. Um, listen, we're here to talk about some GI Joe comics. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Barry Hammer writes them. Chief and Mark discuss them. Whoa, comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer rides them. Chief and Mark discuss them. Whoa. Right, on the slate this week, uh, we did say read all five issues, but we've decided to just cover 256, 257, and 258, even though it's all called The Cobra's Venom, this five parter. It, it kind of is distinct and it cuts off yeah. after 258. There's a bit of an epilogue in 259, but we'll talk about that next week. So here. We have got um, yeah, we got Ron Joseph coming on. Uh, That's as right. An artist. Yeah, so he's the sort of connective tissue for the five issues, really. That he's uh, he's the artist. Yeah, we'll talk um, about his work inside in a moment. Let's just quickly look at the covers. Two five six got quite a lot of covers here. Uh, my favourite one from this lot is. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I'm looking at one in the. I've got the single issue, so I don't. I don't have them blown up yet. But there's yeah. one here by Gus Mork. It's a comics mm-hmm. vault. It looks like it might be good, but it's a very, quite a small one, so I don't know how that is yeah, going to be when I look at a bigger now. version mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, that's uh, the hooded cobra commander with that classic globe in a hand and a, a cobra wrapped around. Yeah, I do yeah. even quite like the A. I quite like Ron Joseph's just just normal cover, you know. Uh, yeah, with, with, the, with the mech with the venom, venom space. Yeah, mega venom. Venom. Uh, yeah, I mean it's probably not the best month for covers overall. The no. Yeah, John Royal Jinx. There's uh, Jamie Sullivan, who's I think across these five issues, sort of is doing vehicle a uh, vehicle variants. So these. Oh uh, yeah, I just jumped Cobras. over to the second uh, issue. Yeah, and he's doing one with a load of. Um, I, I don't know if he's made those vehicles up. I don't know if they are actual Joe vehicles. They're supposed to be X 19s are they or whatever yeah, they're the called? Yeah, the Conquest, isn't Conquest. it? Conquest is that yeah. the X nineteen? No, X thirty eight. Uh, don't know. Okay, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, <there's laughs> so one, yeah, on one the stealth f- fighter, the X nineteen. I don't know. I don't know these don't know. numbers. You People will call us out. Call us out, Joe fans, for us being um, supposed Joe fans who don't know supposed stuff about Joe. Don't, yeah, don't. Not putting in the effort, Chief. That's it. That's it. Um, I'm going to look <laughs> 103, across. By the way, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look across to two five eight now. Actually, um, yeah, two I like correct. that. I like the Ron Joseph one here actually, with the big Venom face, yeah, yeah. commander in his clutches. That's quite, quite a, cool, isn't that's it? Quite a cool one. Yeah, it looks a bit like. Um, a cross between Modoc and Armin Zola. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, right, let's uh, dig into the insides, the guts of these bad boys, and uh, Funky Bunch, give us a plot breakdown. Last seen in Darklonia, we discover that bomb strike sightline Ambush and Milo escaped by hiding in revanche crates and have inadvertently smuggled themselves into Springfield and also into Dr. Venom's scheming plots in his lab. Venom has created two battle androids, a Storm Shadow Bot and a Giant Robot. As Venom begins transferring his consciousness into the big robot, the Joes attack and disrupt the process. In the chaos, Dr. Mindbender reclaims his own body and an insane Dr. Venom takes over the big robot. The Joes continue fighting the Dr. Venom bots in the Springfield Rec Center and they attract the detention of Cobra Commander, Baroness and a group of Vipers. Back in control of his own body, Dr. Mindbender agrees to work with the Joes and Cyborg Storm Shadow to fight Venom bots. Ambush and Sightline use Heat Viper rockets to take out the Venom bot's knees while Bombstrike drops thermite grenades into its head. As the Venom bot begins fading away, the origin of Dr. Venom is revealed by a fire flashbacks. With that, the end of, Vo- of Venom bot, a G.I. Joe Tomahawk arrives to extract the Joes. Yeah, that's it. Good summary. That's it. Um, I'm going to jump straight in here with uh, I feel, you know, uh, the feel that I got from this early on was very, and this is kind of ron joseph is the man here it had a kind of 80s marvel feel to mm-hmm. it yeah i get that did you get mm-hmm. that kind of vibe yeah, 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 yeah. especially when i look at page one two three that kind of open plan of the lab um kind of lots of detail going on but just the way the composition of the panels and the pages it just it felt like an 80s marvel comic which is um yeah you know, not, not a bad thing necessarily yeah i think so yeah i mean uh, his, the, his, his art, I think we both mentioned this to each other. His art is very reminiscent of kind of an early Brian Hitch or Trevor Hairsign exactly kind and, of vibe, and indeed um, Brian Hitch sort of taking a lot of influence from Alan Davis in his uh, yes. style as well. So yes. you can you can see that there. you see the Alan Davis as well, yeah. So, but but yeah, I get that. That's yeah, definitely kind of that sort of uh, Marvel. Uh, even maybe even some DC sort of early you know 80s early 90s maybe sort of feel to it which um, isn't uh, isn't a bad thing he's you know he's got good storytelling uh, yeah I'm not I'm not familiar prior to this with uh, Ron's work Uh, I don't know what else he's done but um, you know good choice from IDW to put him on these issues I think yeah I don't think he's done necessarily a huge body of work yet I believe he did some of the um like revolution crossover okay or whatever i can't can't remember the name of the the book now is it revolutionaries or something like that but it's yep. the, the sort of the transformers gi joe crossover uh thing i believe that he did a right, big okay. chunk of uh that um he's done a really cool panel here towards the end of 256 where um mindbender is now back in control of his body mm-hmm. and there's a flame has kind of yep. come up and it's almost forming a mustache for him yeah very nicely done yeah. <laughs> good effect yeah good stuff good stuff um and, story wise uh, oh yeah go on i was gonna say just in terms of terms of uh the the art and you know ron javis specifically that that um you know he this was his you know big five part arc uh, and, and he was you know waylaid um by some you know severe health difficulties during oh, no. during the um uh d- during drawing this so he, i think it was uh yeah emergency open heart surgery oh, and geez. so he uh he sort of just kept on going and sort of drawing uh you know right up, up into the surgery and then you know picking it up again you know in his uh hospital bed kind of thing so wow. Yo, uh, you know what a soldier and what yeah. a trooper but yeah sort of somewhat waylaid i guess the progress that he would have made otherwise which is why um uh, brian shearer steps in and, and picks up uh the ah. inks for some of it um and i think um, I think the the art is stronger when when being um, and and a sort of more distinct style when uh, when Joseph is um, inking him himself. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how de- detailed his pen- his pencils would be because you know, if you're expecting to ink yourself, then you might 
then you might leave yourself yes, yes. a little bit of the you know the artwork some of the some of the heavy lifting to be done in the inks in, in the inking process right. so it might be that you know that that because of that he, uh, there's more there's yeah more impact from from the inker uh, because of uh, because of that but uh, you know all all very solid stuff all you know uh, nice looking for these uh, yeah. three issues yeah yeah really good stuff really good stuff um, uh, I, I, for me this three-parter just kind of ended a bit abruptly I was kind of on board because I'm back into the silliness now and I was kind of <laughs> on board with you know venom taking his consciousness and putting it into this giant mech thing also putting storm shadows consciousness into or memories into some weird snake eyes looking hybrid black and gold thing yeah um and then mindbender getting his you know he venom's mind was inhabiting his body mindbender suddenly getting his mind back um, I was kind of yeah, on board with all the Freaky Sinius, Friday stuff going on. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I feel that it did wrap up a little bit too succinctly and quickly. Um, but yeah, it's almost I, a shame that we, you know, Venom came and went, you know, so quickly. Um, you know, there's he's he's such a devious chap. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's sort of a shame, shame to see him go so again yeah. so so quickly. To, and to there, I thought there was a missed opportunity as well because there's a bit where. Um, they kind of tease that the Joes are going to invade or they're planning to to go after the other Joe, the Joes back at the pit. They're going to, you know, attack Cobra headquarters or the Cobra's base. But then, and I was like, oh, I get excited because all we ever see is Cobra invading the pit. Now we're actually maybe going to get mm-hmm. the Joes invading Cobra, which I don't yeah. know if we've actually seen before. And, but then, you know... Not for a long who time. Is it? is it Hawk? Yeah. No, it's Duke, isn't it? Who says... Um, Bomb strike. Uh, a raid into Cobra HQ at this stage of the game would incur serious casualties. It's impossible to justify bomb strike ambush and sightline will have to exfiltrate on their own. So, what what kind of got me excited just got taken away from me straight away. Mm. Yeah, rug pulled out from underneath. Under- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and but they, you know, they do rock up uh, in the end, albeit just in that uh, tomahawk to uh, to you know to get uh, to let them. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't! I can't get my <laughs> words out of my brain and in through my voice box uh, and onto the pod. Um, yeah, <laughs> I said they did it in the end, but yeah. it was only a rescue mission. In and out, get them. Uh, rescue mission. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, Bomb strike also has a lightsaber. Did she get that from Luke or? <laughs> I don't know. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Well, it was it was a revanche. Uh, I don't I don't know if you're wanting me to answer this seriously or not, but it was oh. uh, in the box of robot revanche bits that they were smuggled uh, okay. in. They had uh, they had all of the uh, the revanche robot weaponry, including their including uh, lightsabers, right? Okay. Lightsabers, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good stuff. Good lightsabers. Stuff. <laughs> um, nice, nice panel in this two five seven where there's a load of frag vipers and they've thrown some grenades. Oh, yeah. and, and they're sort of plopping down the stairs. And they're plopping down, but I, I like the way that um, they're, you know, Ron's almost used a, an actual Frag Viper grenade as reference there because it's got all those kind of seams around it. Uh-huh. So I just thought that was a nice touch because when I was looking at my Frag Viper figure a few weeks ago on the or months ago on the Toy Box episode, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, they've got kind of a definite spherical kind of ridged pattern on them. So nice, nice that you've done that. Yeah, and they're they're sort of leaning into to the Frag Viper's actual specialty in terms of, you know, the what they do with their throwing their frags down the down the stairs. That's it. Um, yeah, they there's a they're a character that have been used quite a lot over the last few issues. I don't know whether it's uh, a toy that's in Larry's toy box at the moment, so so it's sort of just close to hand in terms of thinking who to who to use. But but yeah, since you know, uh, the last you know. 50 issues almost they they have been they have been pro- one definitely one of the most frequently occurring cobra troops yep he's definitely got an affinity for them that's for sure um what else is going on here i'm just flicking through the book so oh that Do- storm shadow character gets uh he kind of gets an old um uh, like a what is it like a tablecloth or something and then <laughs> that's right. shreds it up he's, to an actual outfit yeah he's wrapping himself up to make himself look a little bit more storm shadowy yeah but the the really weird thing about this storm shadow cyborg character is that he's he's built up in 256 and 257 
and 257 I think concludes with the Joes, Mindbender and Stormshadow agreeing a pact to take down Venom but then Stormshadow disappears and isn't seen at all yeah gone it's it's a little bit bizarre it's almost like you know he's been forgotten about um but, but um you know I expect we you know we'll see him somewhere down the line yeah. given that he's not been you know taken off uh, taken off or taken out yeah as, I, uh, as with venom but. I also struggled as well because at the end of this issue um I kind of missed a bit in in the, the start of the next issue Baroness is you know she's out um, ordering in an airstrike and yet Cobra Commander is kind of held hostage by this <laughs> the Venom mech and I was like well, how, when the hell did that happen and I had to flick back to the end of 257 okay. there's kind of one panel on the second to last page where he's clutching the mech uh, the mech Venom as they decided to call him is clutching Cobra Commander which then yeah. I assume he just runs off with him yeah it's Cobra Commander where's the Venom bot they're both right behind you grab yeah. yoink um, but yeah, Baroness, she's uh, she's not mucking about with uh, Cobra Commander as well, sort of ordering down an airstrike on uh, <laughs> on Venombot while Cobra Commander is being clutched in one of his uh, hands. I don't imagine that the Rattler Gatling gun is sufficiently accurate to be right. able to distinguish those few inch differences between uh, the Venom bot and Cobra Commander in his uh, in his claws. She is confident in those pilot skills. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the, the unnecessarily so because uh, they're quite easily taken out. Pum pum. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and what did we think of uh, the whole uh, Doctor Venom thing? So we, I think this is the fourth iteration of dr venom so we had the original venom from from you know back in the days from uh, the very early issues of gi joe then we had uh of the virtual venom uh who yep. uh was around 158 uh was lurking about in the brainwave scanner and sort of leaked out into uh billy's brain but before being trapped again and uh tormented by quinn then we had Mindbender Venom, who's been yep. uh, lurking around for the last few issues, and now we've got yeah, big old robot Venom bots. Yeah, Mech Venom. I, they, they mentioned Mech Venom, and I was like, "What does that mean?" I, they say, "How are we going to get Mech Venom?" And I was like, "Oh, what is this? Is this something, some <laughs> kind of payload that they're going to deliver to destroy him?" And they were actually no, that was actually what they started referencing him. Yeah, I mean, I missed that reference actually. I didn't uh, pick up on that. I was trying okay. to think of words to describe the Venom bot. Uh, yeah, Miss Mech Venom. <laughs> and we had uh, we had a nice little uh, origin flashback that oh, yes, uh, as yes. he's as he's blown blown up and sort of fading away um you know we get a bit of an insight into the early days of uh yeah venom or venim i think he's called isn't he yeah he's yes yeah, that's it venim and uh, venim, he's chucking yeah. puppies off of bridges <laughs> and all kinds all kinds of stuff yeah. going on He's he's not get, got the greatest father figure there. No, uh, so. no. yeah, wow, <laughs> dear, um, yeah. Well, nice. It's nice to see some origins, even if they are pretty dark. Um, Larry, yeah, it's, it's nicely scant. done with, uh, you know, with with the way they've done it with the puppy over the the bridge and the yeah. the the sepia tones to the colouring and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, amidst all this, uh, did you did you spot anything? Um, you know, I spy mine and I. Oh, you've, well, you caught a couple of them already. But, okay. um So we see uh, the Fang helicopters, the Fang, Fang V1, uh, making a quick cameo. We've not seen those for quite a long time. So, uh, again, it's nice uh, nice to see Larry reaching back into the toy box for some, uh, some uh, to revive some early favourites. And in the uh, flashback, we saw... Um, of uh, Dr. Venom's origin, we saw a mention of uh, a, an old favourite. So they talk about Dr. Huntkinder from the Byrne Institute of Reconstructive Surgery. Right, yes. Bells? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, dropping in a, a little Easter egg that uh, there was, uh, yeah, a link to, uh, to Venom uh, studying there with, uh, with him. Cool. Or not study, or, or rather, the the sort of indicating that uh, he's he's talk 
he's written to the headmaster, the dean, saying that a, f- a witness has come forward implicating him in the death of his father. Um, yeah, an old name from the uh, past there. Cool, very good, very good. Is Larry up to any of his old tricks in this one? Well, there's a, there's a little bit there. Let's find out. Stop! Have a time! Time to beat the soles of your boots with my face. Sucking chest wounds, red ninjas, brain scanners, rubber hooses, blue ninjas. And some more sucking chest wounds. Have a time! Okay, what you got for me? So, I've got uh, the use of the word exfiltrate which uh, I think is uh, one of Larry's new favourites. We've seen the Joes being doing a lot of exfiltration, uh, a.k.a. run away! Yes, yes. <laughs> so that popped up in 256. And uh, we also had uh, uh, Mecha Venom uh, talking uh, in a lingo that is not unlike uh, the Revanche Blue Ninjas because he's also calling uh, all of the, uh, yeah, Joes, meat puppets. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Larry's a big you, fan of meat puppets recently. you got to love a meat puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Um, I actually, strangely enough, had a favourite line of dialogue this time. Favourite line of dialogue. Uh, my favourite line of dialogue is from 257, and it's Cobra Commander, where he says, Surviving Frag Vipers, blow them to pieces. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just calling out that, yeah, all your comrades over there are dead, but you surviving ones, go and do this. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to be labelled yeah. <laughs> the surviving ones, yeah. and also probably the next in line to be unsurviving. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I love um, Dr Venom's dialogue, and whenever he... Uh, appears um that's inevitably probably going to be my one of my favorite lines so i picked out one from i think it's 256 uh dr venom says the inferior man accepts his limitations the superior man does something about it and i if i am anything am a superior man yeah Yeah. Uh, which put me in mind of a couple of other quotes which might have been where larry drew his inspiration so confucius said The superior man is distressed by the limitations of his ability. He is not distressed by the fact that men do not recognise the ability that he has. And another favourite quote of mine is George Bernard Shaw from Man and Superman, who said, The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. Mm. So that, uh, that sentiment is all about yeah, you know, if you're if you're a nice guy, if you're just getting on with things, you know, you know, buying and selling some toys on on eBay, maybe, um, you, you know, just get on with it. But if you're unreasonable, you don't like the world around you. You're going to get that world changed. That's it, man. Ch- chuck, chuck people out of your Facebook chuck people group. People out. Example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> where am I getting these analogies from? It's just picking them out the air. Picking them out the air. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's go for MVP. Who is the MVP? Most valuable person in these issues. Who is the MVP? Is it a Cobra Joe or the enemy? The good guys are the Joes now show. Counter-terrorist force, but hush, it's on the down low. Pages of this book, go have a look. We're searching for guys or gals that have the hook. The hookup being the best thing in the story Chomping up scenes front and centre allegory And let's not forget about those cats named Cobra Sipping Don Perignon, are you sure they're sober? Brainwave Scanner is back, gonna be messing Big CC and Destro teach a lesson Talking valuable, can we talk the dreadnoughts Grape soda, chocolate donuts and then the jukebox Who is the MVP? Most valuable person in these issues Who is the MVP? Is it a Cobra Joe or the enemy? Okay. um, Right, I'm jumping in here, I'm jumping in here, and I think we might have the same one this week, but uh, for me, in these three issues, you've got to go with uh, Mech Venom. Yeah, you've got to go Venom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of entertainment there, both in human form and also when he's in full-on Mech Venom rage. Yep going after the meat puppets yeah a good little origin there from him as as well which i think must must be one of the highlights from these three issues yep yep agree agree 
So we've got to ask before we go to Yo Joage, uh, where's Molly? Oh, let's not. Let's not? Uh, well, you know, I don't think there is any, and there might not even be any in the next few, you know, few issues. So, so we, maybe we should just not bother with. Well, this. listen, talking Joe, if it's known for one thing, it's known for being a jingle haven. So, listen, you wrote the jingle. Uh, we're playing it. God damn it! Hit that music. Hit it. Where's Marley? Where's Marley? Where, 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 where's Molly? Okay, you better pray to pray to any deity you worship that there better be a Molly next week. Um, but anyway, okay. uh, no Molly, no Molly this week. Let, let's find out next week. I think I missed this boat. <laughs> what's your yo joage for this story? Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought, yeah, I thought it was fun with the with, with Venom. I thought uh, Ron Joseph's art was uh, was very good. Uh, let's go seven and a half. Seven and a half for Funky Bunch. Also had a bit of a laugh here. Ron Joseph on great form. Um, just the abruptness of the conclusion is letting it down for me. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. go with a high a six and a half, maybe a seven. I'll decide later. Um, right. Uh, make sure next week you are reading two five nine and two sixty. Is that it? Yeah, uh, just two five nine two sixty. Yeah. Or do we need to read more? You you mentioned well, to me offline that this, the next storyline actually encroaches. Yeah, into... the thing is, it, it rolls it rolls on into the next. Um, let, sorry, it rolls on into the next thing, which is called artificial intelligence, um, albeit with um, Nitho Diaz back on art. So, uh, yeah, no harm reading a couple ahead if you like, and we can uh, we can play it by ear a little bit and see where where the best cutoff point sure. is. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, after comic talk i need to come to you for some toy talk mark talks about toys ho ho he talks about gi joe he talks about all the toys from the comic book and the animated show mark talks about toys mark talks about toys okay you are going with oh this is a tough there's one there's quite a few there's quite a few characters across this so i think well i've got a couple of options i've got ambush is an option i've got a uh, frag viper as an option uh, I've got. Hmm. Let's go. Let's go ambush. Nope. Let's go frag I, viper. I think you're not going to get it. Techno viper. Nope. Uh, no, I'm not going to get it. Tell me. It is the hooded cobra commander. Oh, good one. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's ever been picked in in talk in no, possibly you know, not talking toys segment before. Um, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting figure. I've just pinged it across oh or rather i haven't because i just put myself on flight mode oh dear don't do that <laughs> there we go retry boo, boo, go. Boo. That's incoming here we um, go got it so he of was course. of course i know what he looks like 1984 figure and for the most part he was the original uh, v1 cobra commander with the um battle helmet yep. but he's uh in a in a darker um gray and oh what he's in a darker blue yes the man's <laughs> gone colorblind he's in a darker blue and obviously with the very distinct feature of having uh, a hood so i think i think this is is a case where cobra commander very early on in the comic book he he appeared with the with the hood so i would strongly think that uh, that that look originated in the comics, and then right. and then was picked up by the toy of, as being an interesting, uh, you know, an interesting look to, to Cobra Commander. And he was never actually released as a carded figure. He was only available as a mail-in offer from uh, 1984, and um, he was available. Uh, for rough, um, up until 1990, apparently in the in the, oh, in wow. the states, um, so um, he was yeah. If you were if you had the right flyer, whatever the right you know the flag points, you could yep. uh, go off and and uh, get this dude. And I actually sent you uh, a flyer for for the way that I got this guy, which was as a Woolworths exclusive. Uh, offer uh, as an action force hooded cobra commander wow. in the UK. Woolworths. Uh, I used to love Woolworths. Offer, exclu- offer closes 30th of April 1988. 
Yeah, so just buy any Action Force products and send off for a hooded uh, Cobra Commander, filling your name address with this leaflet together with two barcodes found on the back of any Action Force product with your Woolworths till receipt. Wicked. Um, yeah, so I, I got this. This was, I don't think I actually had the V1 Cobra Commander, so this was my main Cobra Commander uh, as a, as a kid uh, with in in my play. And uh, yeah, he's a good looking guy. I like the I like the colours uh, on him. Yes, and vibrant. The, uh, you know the dark the, the dark blue. It's a light. It's a nice tone of blue. He's got yeah, sort of uh, these these gold flashes in terms of his belt. Uh, and a dagger on his leg he's got the you know the cobra symbol on his chest and uh, on his uh, waist uh the the hood it it looks good i don't yep. know that it's necessarily the the best it's sort of i think the 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 comic characterizations of that that hood probably looked slightly more dynamic probably uh, a hard one to to get right that they they tried again with um uh, the version five Cobra Commander in 1992 when he was released with that big Sonic pack. Oh yes, yeah, Ben's got um, him. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know that that helmet, that head was necessarily any better. They ha- they had a, another version later on in 2004, which I think was a comic pack version, um, O-ring version still. But um, I think they probably did better with the hoods on on that one. But yeah, it was a. Uh, Nice, uh, nice looking figure and good addition to my personal collection. And Let's course, see what the file of course, card has P- to say of course, Peter sold that one, yeah. I think so. I don't have him. I assume Peter doesn't have him hold on to him. So, yep, another one in Peter's eBay call. And that that gun that he's coming with there is that the same gun as he came with in the battle armor? Yeah, it's that same laser pistol, and it, it fits nicely into a slot uh, on his back. So it's kind of got a. Uh, you know, a shape, the, the, exactly the gun shape in uh, in his back, and a sort of a a indentation that that lets uh, the 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 pistol kind of uh, a prong on the pistol yeah. kind of hook into it. So yeah, it's a really really nice touch um, on that figure. It's um, you know, it really endeared me to that figure because you could you could store the, his weapon uh, on his person, whereas most of the figures from that era, yeah, um, you really couldn't. I can't think of anyone who had that kind of ability to carry around weapons stored about themselves uh in those early days at all um there's you know a couple of exceptions like norgahide who had a knife on his boots yes but yeah yeah, really not very many at all what what's the reason do you think here why they didn't go with the the same powder blue color as the original um helmeted version i think or even the color that is in the the pictures of him Probably just to differentiate it from the the V one, just have a a different look to him, and and probably you know inspired by the way that he looked in the comics, you know he had that would generally have a a darker blue to him. I don't think he tended to have such such a vibrant light blue as he did in the version one figure when he appeared in the in the comic books. Right. Okay. Yeah. But All right. Good stuff. There he is. The they, big they CC. Do love color variants. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, more toys next week uh, with two issues to choose from who's he going to go I will probably get it right as always though uh, listen <laughs> um, yeah to tune in for more toys next week but right now we've got to see what the the question from the listeners was we asked you a question to, for you to come up with a question that then we would answer instead of you answering because this time we are the listeners to your questions and we will answer them terrible strong, Br- strong, bring back bring jingle. back funky punches jingle <laughs> um, so yeah we asked you what you know to, to give us a question that you wanted answered and we had a couple in i didn't i think didn't we yeah so so over on the facebook group we we said what what do you think we should ask as a question and, and the couple of suggestions we got were uh, from bart suggested what issue did the book fall off the rails for you which is a leading question your honor yes so um, you're going to say, notes. judging by your scores you're giving, you're saying it hasn't fallen off the rails. <laughs> and Chief is going to say, when did it fall off the rails? Maybe with, like, number 140-something, Space Brigade? Oh, that's late. I don't yeah, know. I was going to say, um, for me, I think there was, a prop, uh, there was a couple of drops. There was probably, well, three 
maybe even drops. But uh, the first big one for me was probably in one two two. So um, you know, I wasn't really a fan of Wildman's art on on the book, and, yep. and you know, probably in part due to, to um, Baskerville's uh, inking style. Um, I didn't really think that it sort of fitted in with uh, the the sort of the legacy of the the look of the the book that had been established. Okay. Uh, and um, but you know, giving it a bit of a pass on it, at least on the story. But then when we got to one two two with the transforming castle, um, that was just too much for me. Um, Silent Castle transforming into a castle, yeah. you know, castle gesture did not like that and mm. then uh and then i guess it sort of held that kind of pace for a little bit and then we got to 135 where they had snake eyes and ninja force which uh yeah was was near the beginning of the end for me in terms of that run and i think it just continued to go downhill from from there um some of the space force maybe wasn't wasn't quite as quite as bad because actually they you know they're bringing back the october guard and it was something a bit different not necessarily the best art but um yeah those those last uh 20 issues i suppose of the book um you know not not too many redeeming qualities um but in terms of the relaunch at idw um it's had its ups and down ups and downs um we had uh uh you know and i'd never say it's gone off the rails for me completely i've sort of you know generally uh enjoyed most of it more than i've uh not enjoyed but and even even for you you posted your uh ranking of all of your ratings and uh yes pete noticed that and actually, yours as well everyone all the co-hosts are on there oh sorry everyone's okay everyone's and, yeah, and yeah pete, pete noticed that you had actually ranked in your top 20 you'd ranked two of the idw era um arcs so you had uh, 188 yeah. to 191. I yeah, think a couple it was. of two parters. That's the um, that's the Lady J Major Blood one. That's right. And uh, the Red Shadows Black Major Return. I yeah, think. on the on the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good issues. Yeah, great stories. Little good, good story arcs there. So um, yeah, I think for me, it you know I I kind of just threw out the the Space Brigade or Space Patrol, whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> I don't actually know, but that, I don't know. It's if you look at a golden era of Joe, you're probably looking. I know you say something like you know around twenty-one to maybe a hundred or something like that. Um, I know S Jub says one to twenty or something like that. But for me, I can probably go back as far as one, all the way up to a hundred, um, and probably don't need anything past that for me. But having said that, the books were still readable, obviously after that. But now it's just kind of recently where I'm, I'm losing a bit of, bit of uh, steam with, um, with the book. But you know mm. that's that's two hundred and seventy odd issues in, so no book is going to maintain the same superior quality for two hundred and seventy issues. No comic book. So yeah, with the same creative team, at yeah. least in terms of writing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've been I've been reading ahead a little bit. Okay. Because I've been enjoying it and wanted to see where where it would go. So oh, interesting. Uh, so yeah, I think I think we've got some I think we've got some highlights still to to look look okay. forward to in the next right. few episodes. Um, there was also another question. Uh, I forget it was wrong. You can help me out <laughs> yeah, here. That's right. Yeah, Gary asked uh, about uh, if Larry Hammer were to retire and the G.I. Joe a book was to keep on going, who would you like to see take over scripting? So I would say if you want a real kind of military bent to the book, there's a guy, I think his name's Nathan Edmondson. Um, he wrote, he's, he's written some image books and then I think he wrote Deathlock and something else at Marvel but he's got quite a kind of hard-boiled serious military tone to his writing uh, I think he would okay, be good if you want that um, if you can if you want a high it's never gonna happen but if you want a high profile name on it uh, I think maybe Greg Rucker could do a good job yeah he was, it was on my list as well actually. Oh, was he yeah because yeah. I'm just thinking of you know he did Gotham Central tag teaming with Ed Brubaker and so you know he's good at big supporting casts, and uh, I think he I think he could do a good job. Yeah, I mean Lazarus is one of my favourite books, uh, probably full stop. Um, right. Uh, so he that's uh, Greg Rucker with Michael Lark on art. Yeah, yeah definite recommendation yeah. for for me. And and yeah, if we could, if we could bring some of that vibe to the to the book, uh, to the GI Joe book, yeah, that would be that would be a 
great looking and uh, and reading book. Um, so yeah, uh, um, who else you got? You got anyone else? Rucker. I had uh, I also you mentioned uh, Ed Brubaker. Um, you know everything he does is is very solid. I imagine if he was to to um, you know throw his hat into the ring and give Gio Gio a chance, I'm sure there would be some interesting uh, outputs. Yeah. Just in terms of you know the consistency of his work being uh, very high, um, and uh, in terms of a safe pair of hands, there's Chuck Dixon. So um, you know he's, cl- I think, good buds with uh, Larry. He's done a lot of the, uh, he's done a lot of work on GI Joe before, and he seems to get it. You know, yeah, get how it works. Get that sort of you know how you manage a large cast of characters keep the story going um you know bring in some military realism to it um so so yeah i think he'd be a a good safe pair of hands and actually he he joined onto a the devil's due book gi joe reloaded which was meant to be sort of yeah a new take on gi joe i guess inspired by like the ultimate universe in in marvel and he joined the run fairly late on, and, and it really had been floundering up to that point. But once right. he joined it, it started getting a bit interesting. I think it just had too much of the taint uh, of it not really working with the previous creative teams on it. But um, right, okay, yeah, he, he's shown that he can take a floundering GI Joe book and kind of turn turn it around and make it interesting. Um, so, so yeah, I think he would be a good if safe bet. Ah, good. Yep. Yep. Um, no one knows the plans other than Larry, I suppose, when he's going to finish and what's going to happen to the book. But uh, wait and see. Hopefully IDW are listening and they can put some of our suggestions to good use. <laughs> yeah, just get the best creators in the world and put them yeah, on it, I think, was it. our main suggestion. That's it, that's it. Um, <laughs> have we got a question for next week? I completely forgot to ask you that before we start recording. Uh, I've not thought of one. So, no. so you know. we, we will think of one and we'll put it up on the socials. <laughs> yeah we could ask people what their favorite stretch is again maybe <laughs> it's been a while it's been a while yeah <laughs> um right um good show um energy high show was tight feeling good i need to go and buy some mince pies now i need to get your scores to put them on my spreadsheet love a spreadsheet and um yeah get us in all the usual places that's talking underscore joe on twitter talking joe comics on instagram talking joe comics at gmail.com and talking joe a gi joe podcast on facebook we will be back next week with all the usual segments. We've got a couple of potential guests lined up Ooh. over the coming weeks. We won't spoil that just in case things don't materialise, but stay tuned. We've got maybe one, two, maybe even three guests, maybe even four actually, but uh, one of them might be <laughs> uh, a bit hard to get. But stay tuned. We will definitely have some people coming on the show to discuss all things Joe. And um, yeah, we'll be here, definitely. Me and you will be here, if nothing else. Well, it's probably time I quit, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you've got a dog that I can use in, instead of you or something. <laughs> oh, you have, yeah. Well, to- yeah, Thomas suggested that the dog would be on good on the podcast, and I said, yeah. well, well, it's going to be a lot of panting. <laughs> What's his toy knowledge like? Anyway. <laughs> um, Squeaky toys? Yeah. Um, with all that said and done, we will catch you down the road. Because we've been talking Joe. And we're all out of Joes. But if we did have some Joes, we'd put them on eBay. You sure would, yeah. At exorbitant prices. Laters. Now, I'm the king of the singers, oh, the jingle VIP. Chief reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's bothering me. I wanna have my own fan club, lay down some killer sounds, and beat Chief's jingle count, funky bunch in monkeying around. Ooh, ooby doo, I wanna make a jingle too. I wanna rap like you, talk like you too. You see, it's true, a co who's like me can learn to make jingles too.